is time to discuss another unsolved Manitoba mystery, this time from 1991. Last month, Manitoba Associations of Chiefs of Police launched a feature on their website, macp.mb.ca, called Unsolved Mystery Fridays. And uh, we actually featured one of those mysteries a month ago here on this program because they're working with Crime Stoppers to spread the message. Yeah, so while driving west on Portage Avenue, approaching the Empress Street underpass, you will notice two large paintings, two murals, on one on either side of the CPR bridge. The paintings are by Tom Andrich. Depict, they p- depict 10 young women from Manitoba's Indigenous community who were murdered or are missing. Unveiled in 2011, Never Forgotten is a reminder of the continuing national tragedy of Canada's missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Glenda Morisot is in the centre of the picture on the right side of the bridge, and that's who we are focusing on today, Brett. Detective Sergeant Tom Mackay is the police coordinator for Winnipeg Crime Stoppers, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Detective Sergeant, thanks for joining us once again. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So who was Glenda Morisot, for those who need a refresher? Well, I can tell you that uh, she was a 19-year-old female. Uh, and this, like you already mentioned, this, this incident goes back to July of 1991. Uh, it was believed that she was last seen alive on July 17th in 1991, uh, where she was seen hitchhiking in front of a hotel on Logan Avenue. A family member had reported her missing a few days later. The investigation led police to believe that she may have gotten into an older, full-sized station wagon that at the time was being operated by a, by a middle-aged male. Unfortunately, her body was discovered almost a month later in a field in the St. Boniface area. Uh, however, because of the amount of time that had passed, it was difficult to determine the exact cause of death although it does seem likely that it was blunt uh, force trauma to the head that uh, caused her to meet her end. But that's one thing that was certain is that she did suffer a violent end, as uh, this was indicated by the extent of her injuries. The investigation also concluded that it was possible that, or most likely, that Glenda was killed somewhere else and that her body was left in the field sometime after her death. I uh, also note uh, that the investigation mentions that the station wagon had some yellow seat covers and that they may contain some physical evidence. So I guess ultimately police are hoping that something about this case, such as a, you know, a station wagon with yellow seat covers, might stand out in somebody's memory and that this might lead them to call the police or call us at Winnipeg Crime Stoppers. Detective Sergeant, I mean, we're going back here 9, 29 years for this case and uh, with regard to this case specifically and maybe many others there's a belief at the beginning you're going to be able to solve this but time really is the enemy in a lot of situations can you talk about that a little bit with regard to evidence and and how it may deteriorate or disappear well I mean I think you hit the nail on the head there time is the enemy and anytime you're dealing with physical evidence the more time that passes the more you risk losing that that opportunity to uh, to capture that evidence. And so 29 years later, I mean, that certainly presents a significant challenge uh, in terms of that. So uh, I, I can't really say that, you know, there's some 100% guarantee that if we got our hands on that station wagon today that we'd be able to absolutely solve this. But it would be a starting point and it would be something to get police going uh, back in the right direction. 
uh, even you know after this much time that has passed, if those fibers of those seat covers have been left untouched, uh, there's still the possibility that they could recover some uh, physical evidence such as you know blood samples uh, from that vehicle. So that would obviously be crucial in building a case. So when a crime like this, when a case like this goes unsolved for decades, uh, you mentioned the the car. Are there any other sorts of things that could provide a fresh lead? Uh, well, I mean, certainly, you know, somebody who's confessed to somebody about uh, what had happened, um, you know, and that person may, for whatever reason, have sat on that information all these years. But perhaps hearing this and that the fact that this hasn't gone away and that police are still trying to solve this, you know, for the sake of uh, Miss Morisot's family and herself, um, that might motivate them to actually come forward at this point. How, you know, I think I've got a pretty good memory uh, when it comes to certain things. And then, you know, you see a picture or maybe you're fortunate enough to see some video from from that point in time that, that you think you remember uh, something. How good is our memory overall, uh, Detective Sergeant Mackay? Well, I can tell you that as more time passes, uh, the more we do tend to forget. We're certainly, when it's a, a critical or a traumatic incident, you are going to remember the, the key points. You're going to remember very important pieces of information. But unfortunately, the, the human memory just doesn't allow us to capture every single detail, which is why when you do investigate a crime, uh, you try and get the, the witness accounts as soon as possible while it's as fresh in their mind as possible. Glenda Morriso was a 19-year-old student at R.B. Russell School. She was from Manitoba Seguin, First Nation, and lived with her mother and stepfather in Winnipeg. Has Crime Stoppers had success with helping solve cases involving missing and murdered Indigenous women in the past? Well, the position that we find ourselves in in Crime Stoppers is that uh, as much as we would love to be able to come forward and, and take credit for a lot of our successes, the nature of our business really doesn't allow for that. I can tell you that we have certainly uh, had a large hand in solving a number of murders uh, over the years. In fact, I'm not sure the exact number off the top of my head, but I believe we're uh, over 30 now, and it's, it's something that we're very proud of. But unfortunately, like I say, we can't come forward and, and show to the world that, hey, we solved this. Well, I imagine you wouldn't be doing this if you hadn't had some success in the past and the, the notion of sharing these stories. There's somebody out there that, that knows the truth and knows what happened, and hopefully th those individuals are, are still alive. That's just it. We don't know, and that's why we don't give up, and that's why we're still reaching out for the public's assistance in solving this and any of the other unsolved cases that are still out there. WinnipegCrimestoppers.org is the website. The phone number, 204-786-TIPS. That's 204-786-8477. And you can also submit a tip online. Once again, the website, WinnipegCrimestoppers.org. Detective Sergeant Tom Mackay is the police coordinator for Winnipeg Crime Stoppers, joining us once again live on 680 CJOB. Detective Sergeant, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. And once again, if you want more information on those Unsolved Manitoba Mysteries, the website macp.mb.ca, the Manitoba Association of Chiefs of Police, launching that feature on their website uh, a little over a month and a half ago.